Hello and welcome to DMCs with Clarissa, where everything that goes beyond small talk is discussed. Hello and welcome to another episode with DMCs with Clarissa. Today I have with me Antonia. Hi. And we're going to be talking about fashion. But before we get into it, I'm just going to ask you to quickly introduce yourself to our listeners and maybe also talk a bit about why you picked this topic. So I just turned 25 this weekend. Very exciting. Happy birthday. (laughs) And I'm currently on my third degree um, doing a master in tailoring. I studied in Milan. I did a bachelor in fashion design in Milan before I was studying fashion management in London. Um, and now with tailoring, literally my entire degree is just going into uni and making clothes. So I make the paper patterns and then construct garments, which I love. But you also face a lot of, along the waste that we create. So something that I'm very passionate about is the consumption of fashion and how now it's kind of trendy to wear things very little get a picture for instagram and then replace it with something new and that's obviously very problematic and so from a sustainability aspect i'm really i really care about how the industry is turning i don't know yeah yeah it's (laughs) it's a really interesting topic and i think for everyone right now like regardless if you're a guy or a girl i think it affects girls a little more because of this (laughs) instagram influence yeah but still, I mean, fast fashion is everywhere and it's just very accessible. Yeah, that's I the think. problem. It's more accessible to get cheap garments in a way. And I think also a big problem is miseducation that people don't really understand how much work goes into making a garment. And because there's so many garments being produced and so many new collections all the time, like even the level of trends, like the shortness of trends that there is now, how fast it switches it's just too easy to consume so much without really thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very scary, honestly. I think in my uni, because we, so we make paper patterns, you have a big piece of paper, like size A1, and you obviously have a lot of cutoffs. And then also with fabric, like you have a lot of cutoffs and the amount of waste we produce in a day. And we're not that, I think we're like 80 students in the entire, um, how do you say, tailoring section. Yeah. And like, it's insane. And that's just one school. There's, I think, at least 10 fashion schools in Milan alone. And do you do anything with this waste or? I keep all of my scraps, but okay. I think a lot of people, not that I'm judged, but people don't really get it. Also for like, when you make paper cat- patterns, you make a cut and then you insert paper pieces. And many people just cut a new piece. I always keep my scraps and use it for that. I try to use as much as paper as we can. I think also with the school that we had, we went to the same school for a while. And our school really, put effort into having us be aware of sustainability in the environment and that everything is scarce, right? You think so? I think so. Really? You didn't feel that? Not at all. I felt a lot of, not pressure, but like, I felt that the school was really putting effort into making sure that we understand that I think the life that we have in Switzerland, we grew up in Zurich, the life that you have in Switzerland is very, very, very blessed and very, very... Like not most people don't live like this, right? Like we had everything. You're very privileged. You're so, and I that's think, the perfect yeah. word. Thank you. 
And I yeah. think a lot of people don't realize how privileged they are living in a country exactly, like that. Exactly. Until they leave it, you know, exactly. because then, and that's why also a lot of people move back because. Yeah, yeah, because it's different yeah, outside. It really very is. Very different. I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Switzerland is very slow for fashion. For me personally, it's not very inspiring. Um, that's <laughs> Everyone why looks I left. the same. Yeah, everyone looks the same. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But also the consumer in Switzerland, for me personally, if I were to start my own brand, the Swiss consumer is very interesting because they're willing to spend a lot more on one garment that will last them much longer. Yeah, it's exactly end. what I was saying. Yeah. Exactly. And they don't care about labels as much. Like mm. they'll spend money on something that doesn't really, it just looks very clean and polished, like a classic piece. They're interested in that. Or like. But is that interesting from like a. Because you work a lot with like very extreme designs, I think, and very right out there designs. Yeah. Like that wouldn't really be the consumer for that. You no, know? 100%. So I think right now, because I'm studying, I'm very aware that this is my one chance to do whatever I want, to fully explore my aesthetic to the maximum because I have no pressure of selling to anyone. I'm just doing whatever I want right now. You know, like I don't care if somebody buys my garments. I'm just doing it for me and I'm just having fun. And as soon as I'm not studying anymore, it's not like that. Because if I work for a brand, I have to work for their aesthetic. Yeah. And so that's obviously different. If I start my own brand, I have the pressure of selling garments. And so it's a completely... And so I'm really taking the freedom right now to fully live my vision and do what I want. Because I am getting a lot of attention. Like I have an Instagram where I post a little bit of what I'm doing. And a lot Shout of people... Shout out! Yeah. <laughs> no, but a lot of people have contacted me, stylists that want to borrow my garments for photo shootings. I was featured in Vogue. Like, all of these things are so exciting. I didn't expect it at all. And it's so nice that people are interested. But do they put your name under Yeah, these I, I only... Okay. Those are things... I have a contract that I give with the garments. Also, in case something happens, like, some garments that they want to borrow, I don't give. I, I will go to the shooting and bring it myself. Because I don't have that many things right now. And it's... Because it's, like, you know, very... I make everything myself. I spent months... That's also, like, that's something I want to talk about is, like... People don't understand how long it takes to make something like a pair of pants will probably take me two weeks. But I also go to the extent where I want to make it so that you can pass it on to your children. Like it will last forever. I want to use nice materials and do the best work that I can. The fashion market is so saturated. There's so much stuff and people keep making more stuff. And I'm fully aware of that. And that's why if I'm going to add more stuff to that pile, I want it to be the best stuff that I can make. That's really important to me. Like there's no point in creating more shit there really isn't no like yeah. i don't know that yeah but you know i think it's also really interesting because when i think about my own wardrobe obviously mm -hmm. i own i own clothes from many different brands like yeah. i don't have a go-to brand but yeah i go to zara i go to h&m yeah. yeah but i also go to like more high-end stores yeah, and exactly. i go to second-hand stores but yeah. when i now think about it i'm like what are my favorite pieces of clothing are actually pieces that either my dad or my mom gave to me. Yes, exactly. I was just going to ask, and what's the oldest like, garment that you own? I think, you know, the jacket that I was wearing today? Yeah. It's my dad's. And oh, I love that. Yeah, and he's he's had it forever. And, I mean, you can see, like, it's broken. Like, yeah. the pockets are it a bit old. It doesn't look old. broken at all. And, but it's just, I love it because I know that he was wearing it for so yeah. long. And now yeah. I can wear it. Yeah. Or, like... Um, different things my mom gave me or now even when I go to thrift shops like yeah. what I find there yeah like I told you the pants that I'm yeah. wearing right now like I I bought them because they were super nice but they were too big yeah. fine I got them tailored and now they fit I love that and I think it's like this cliche thing but you're giving a clothes like a second chance 
exactly. because they're not broken you know exactly and, exactly yeah. that's so important do you feel like those garments have more value if it's like pre-owned from your parents and passed down or if you find it secondhand like the sense of accomplishment that you found this garment and you brought it to the tailor like aren't you more invested in like like you're more attached I think the clothes with parents that you get uh, from them, there's mm -hmm. definitely an emotional so part to it. Value, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So even when it's not maybe the, let's say it's a blouse that my mom gave me, yeah. it's not something that I would personally go for in a store, yeah. but because it was hers yeah, and she yeah, used yeah. to wear mm -hmm. it when she was my age, maybe I'm like, wow, this is really cool. So I'm going to wear it and style yeah. it my own way. Yeah. And I think with secondhand clothes yeah there's definitely the degree of going through all the clothes in the store and then yeah. finding this one piece yeah but i even think like it's gotten to the point where i do this in fast fashion stores yeah like yeah. i go to h&m yeah. and i go there and i like really look through because yeah, exactly. there's so much bad yeah. quality there you have yeah. to really find it i was just gonna say you know one insider tip you sometimes you need basics and it's much yeah. easier to get fast fashion things i totally get that but check the label of what things are made of i always do that it's yeah. so important and it's crazy how much and i swear every year more the polyester content keeps growing and jumpers yeah and yeah. jumpers and it's crazy that's exactly one of the ones that is really bad faux fur and knitted garments mm -hmm. made from polyester the fibers you can't recycle them once it's turned to a fiber that's literally one of the big contributors to microplastic because it's so small you can't capture it every time you wash every time you go outside and a little piece falls off that's literally the microplastic that we have everywhere obviously it doesn't just come from fashion but that's a big contributor and people don't think about that and honestly guys don't don't <laughs> buy jumpers knit jumpers with polyester because you're gonna sweat exactly you're I was gonna, just gonna sweat say. so exactly. much and i feel like this is like yeah. i bought like a really like heavy knit jumper from mm -hmm. zara and it's beautiful it's like mm -hmm. turquoise heavy knit and i wore it for the first time and i was like i am hot <laughs> like i was melting like i've been like uncomfortably hot yeah, yeah, yeah. and then i checked and then i was like yeah okay Noted. yeah like and yeah. from then on because you're like now i'm not getting a benefit out of this jumper yeah, at all yeah. because then you don't end up wearing Where it anymore in spring it's just not nice i swear okay. and then i would rather have like a wool jumper yeah and i don't know it, it regulates your temperature exactly differently. It regulates your temperature yeah. wool keeps if you're too hot it lets the air breathe and if you're cold it I insulates yeah. is that the right word yeah and also wool doesn't burn did you know that like if you wool doesn't catch fire for example cotton pure cotton will catch fire really quickly mm -hmm. things that are purely made from cotton often have a fire warning label because they literally burn so fast polyester melts mm -hmm. as you said already polyester keeps all the heat in mm. which Another thing that is bizarre to me is when people make a really nice blazer out of cool wool. Cool wool, we just said, like temperature regulates, great fabric, many good properties. And then they put polyester lining. Completely defeats the purpose of the garment you just made because you literally put a layer that keeps everything in and then the wool doesn't breathe. Like it's on the outside, it doesn't help you. That's bizarre. Yeah, but why do you think designers do that? It's cheaper and people don't know. People don't know. They don't think about it. It looks nice on the outside. It's a nice fabric on the outside. So they think that they're doing some... That's also the problem. There's so much greenwashing. Yeah. It's... So one thing that is with vegan leather, that's such a big misinformation and it's so easy to fall into traps. A friend of mine recently bought a pair of shoes and she showed me she was so proud and was like, they're vegan leather. 
And they're made from plastic. It's exactly the same shoe as it was two years ago. <laughs> Literally the same. It's just that they put the label of vegan leather on it because it, it is in a way, but it's plastic. Like, yeah. there's nothing, it's not like it's good for the environment. Same with all the, how do you say, like recycled, you know, the yoga pants, you can get recycled yoga pants now. Really? Yeah. Like, it's made from plastic bottles. But you can get recycled but, everything, I swear. I know, but the thing is, plastic bottles is actually a cycle. Like, you can keep remaking plastic bottles. It goes round and round and round. But once you take it out of the cycle and you turn it into a fiber, into a fabric, it can't go back. That's the end of its life. And so it's so much worse to buy the recycle. Like, you know, you end the cycle and then it goes to waste. And it goes after you're done with it. You can't do anything else with it. That's that. That's interesting. It's so upsetting. I didn't know that. <laughs> that really frustrates me. And, yeah. you know... People are like, oh, you're doing something so well. You're using recycled bottles. It's yeah. amazing. No, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's really hard to reach people to explain these because it's also like ignorance is bliss, right? It's just easier to spend little money and have the garment that you want. Keep it interesting by constantly having new things. Like I also understand that you feel a small, it's short lasting, but you feel a sense of happiness when you buy things, when you get new things, right? I used to have a problem with that. I used to love buying shoes and just when I was sad, I would buy shoes and it is not good. And I'm happy that I got that under control. But like, I get it. You know? I was there during that phase. Yeah, no, that's when I got so many nice heels. Like, love those. <laughs> Fun times. But also, it's not something that you can sustain. And it just, like, it's terrible for the environment. Yeah. Yeah. But one of your main interests is definitely fabric. As yeah, in for hair. sure. For and sure. Like, what is your favorite fabric and why? So I love working with natural fibers. Anything that has polyester content, I am not interested in. Um, I found a bunch of fabric stores in Milan that actually sell scraps. So like the end of the roll or random pieces that they have left over. I love searching through those. It's like vintage things, right? Mm -hmm. You like search and you find nice things. So that's really exciting to me. I really like working with wool. I also really enjoy working with denim. The problem with denim is that it consumes any cotton fabric, also like sustainable cotton. It's kind of a lie because it consumes so much water. The production is, I think, the second largest water consumer in the world. And but there's organic cotton. Yeah, but it, you know, <laughs> again, like to some extent, it's kind of bullshit. Like You're it's easy to put my dreams. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but that's exactly the problem. Like it's the more you know, the more you realize how hard it is to actually make good decisions, and so. That's exactly the same with the shoes, the vegan leather shoes. It's like you think you're doing something good and you're proud of the choice you make. And actually, and like it's not not that it's bad, but it's not there what you think it is. It could be something more sustainable. Yeah. Exactly. But to find that is difficult. That's it's why I just really go secondhand hard. shopping. Yeah, honestly. exactly. Give the garment another life. I agree with that. I love that. Also, tailor your clothes. Also, so many things you can fix. Like People, I think, throw away garments so quickly now if they have small damages. Get them repaired. There's yeah. so many things you can do. Like, I agree. I don't know. But then, question. Because yeah. you're obviously studying fashion, but yeah. you have all these really strong thoughts yeah. on it. Yeah. So how does this work, you know? Yeah. I, I'm on my third degree. I said that before. I did a bunch of internships, and I was really looking for a job that fulfills me. And I love fashion. I love working with my hands, and I can't imagine doing something different. But... I also said before, like, there's so the market is so saturated. And so if I add anything to the market, I want it to be the best that it can be. 
that's also if I were to make my own company one big thing for me is that the garments that I make are the kind of garments that you will want to pass on to your children that will last so long that you want to fix them you want to take care of them and you appreciate the value so I'm not looking to create a very recognizable name that everybody knows it's not about that for me it's important that I have consumers that truly appreciate the work that I do mm -hmm. and so I hope that that works the fashion market is very difficult you know to some extent it's also a very big dream but I think if it works out that's great I try to make the best decisions that I can the most educated decisions that I can I still work with denim I said before like you know denim cotton is also not the best for the environment you do what you can I save all of my scraps I try to repurpose as many scraps as I can I keep projects within patchwork projects like everybody does what they can right but do you know the brand attire yes so who for those who don't know the brand it's a fashion brand by Xenia Adons she's yes. actually German she yeah. became famous through fashion on Instagram so I yeah. would categorize her as yeah, an influencer exactly, exactly. yeah who's now also started a fashion brand yeah but she is literally doing all of that mm -hmm. like trying to create mm -hmm. a really sustainable brand yeah. and she's doing a really good job about it by yeah. breaking down everything that is within the yeah. fabric would you want to work for a company like this i would actually love that yeah. i also one thing that i really admire about her is that she finds zippers you know on the zipper the side the fabric that you attach to your garment yeah is always made of plastic also like you can get metal zippers but a lot of them are plastic zippers and i don't know where she finds the zippers that have cotton on the side because hers have cotton on the side same with the threads that she uses are also cotton threads and i also prefer to work with cotton threads but in my school they always recommend us to use polyester because it's stronger mm. because the machine is so powerful like the motor is so powerful that the cotton thread rips very often and so it makes production harder and i'm really interested in how she does it one other thing that i love about her brand is the transparency she fully outlines how much materials go into it the price yeah. breakdown i think is amazing she really outlines how much she spends on material how much she spends on making the garment I think also marketing or like office costs, things like that. Everything is broken down. Also how much time they invest in cutting the fabric and then putting it together. All of those things, if you don't, with if you go into Zara every two weeks, it's completely different stuff in there, right? You think it happens so fast. You think it's so easy to produce. But in reality, some garments take so long to produce that people don't have that sense when they consume fashion. And I, I hope that I can educate people more i want to start that with my instagram to make more content about also educating people about these things but um yeah it's hard it's really hard to reach people and again ignorance is bliss it's much easier to make uneducated decisions where you don't feel guilty about it the more you know the more it's difficult i mean also i feel like she got quite a lot of um pushback i'd say from from people who were like you're almost being too transparent like mm. it's not always benefiting your own company to be this transparent about certain things and interesting why do you think that like in what way wouldn't it well because be? you can't set the margins that high right like yeah but that's also something that she talks about is that especially the luxury brands you pay such a big margin this is for the, the thing so she just for the label she could have put the price point for her garments higher because yeah. she has she's yeah. quite well known now and yeah, i think yeah. people would still buy the garment yeah. if it would be more yeah. expensive just because yeah. it is has her name on it yeah. basically yeah. but because she's this transparent about it she can't just do that because what would happen you know it's like where does yeah. the rest amount of money go like yeah, just yeah. into her own pocket 
And I think the main brands, like Hermes as well, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're producing a leather bag. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. it's it's this I'd rather point. take less money and be honest about it. I yeah, but like I to have this to... mindset... It goes yeah. against um, it goes it goes, it goes against, against capitalism the sure. and it goes yeah. Against industry. Okay, fair enough. I understand you know? that, but I would do the same way she does. I'd rather take a small margin and be honest than um, yeah. No, I don't know. I think what she does is really great. I really have to say she's one of the brands that is doing really amazing. Also in Copenhagen, there's a lot of great brands that are very focused on sustainability and making long-lasting garments. Pricing is difficult. The fashion industry has bizarre high prices or bizarre low prices. Gee. The difference is so... Yeah, oof. Like, that ah! scares me. I'm like, yeah, how no, can I get a bikini upset. for five euros? Like, surely that's not and okay. And sewing a bikini is hard. <laughs> the, like, the fabric, because it's stretchy, no, like, painful, honestly. And Have you just, watched Next in Fashion? I love Next in Fashion, but I like the first season better than the second season. Because I watched the recent one with yeah. Gigi Hadid. Yeah. And there's one task that they have to do, and they have to do bathing suits. Mm-hmm. And I watched things that the designers did before, and I was always really amazed. I was yeah. like, I love this. I love the yeah. cut. I love the shape. And then they had to do bathing suits, and I was like, this looks terrible. Because it's, okay, the fit for bathing suits, anything that is tight-fitted, the fit is really difficult. And I experienced this, I did a fashion show last summer, I experienced this too, that you get, when you book the models, you get a paper with their measurements. And not a, I had five models, not a single one of them arrived with the measurements that they sent, and a lot of them were bigger, one of them was five centimeters bigger. You have obviously seam allowance, but there's only so much, like I can't where the fuck is five centimeters <laughs> supposed to come from? Like, you can't just make that happen. Also, everything is closed. Reopening the garment and releasing so much, like, that's a lot. A lot of time as well. Yeah, one girl, she was wearing a corset. I had to remove the corset, but she was so squished. She was like a sausage. I felt so bad for her, but... But then you just know, give your right exactly, size, no? Honest, it doesn't matter. I'm making the garments to your measurement anyways. I don't mind. I, I don't care, you know? Yeah. If you're a bit big, I, like, it's great. I'm happy for you. Yeah. But... If you come with the wrong measurements and you're bigger, like that's hard. That's really hard. That was very stressful. And so bathing suits is very difficult to... Yeah. I mean, I only work to measure. I don't work to standard sizes. I make everything that I do to measure. And that's also something that I really enjoy is working with different body types because I'm obviously my body is very much like a column. You're and... petite. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Streichholz. But... Um... <laughs> I find it so interesting to work for it because I have a lot of friends with very big boobs and it's completely different the way you want to dress that body. Also, if you're smaller, like for my size, I'm relatively tall. I have very long legs. And the way I dress my body and what flatters my body is very different than a lot of my friends. And I find it so interesting to create garments for different body shapes. But that's why I would also in future, two things that I would want to do for my brand is I would want to continue working to measure And I would not produce garments ahead of time. Like if you make an order for a garment, I'll produce it for you, but you have to wait for it. Because I think that also increases the value that you have for it. If you have to wait for the time for it to be made, it kind of adds understanding that it doesn't just appear out of thin air. It's not like Sheen where they just... I think this is also a general issue, right? People want want fashion fast. Yeah. It's like, I have an event next week. Yeah. I need a dress next week. Yeah. And you're gonna take longer to make this dress. Oh, way longer. And this is way longer because right? I make it the best dress that you could ever have and you could wear it for the rest of your life. But this is I think an issue and I think mm-hmm. this is also something that you 
like you won't be able to change no, 100%, because 100%. people live in a very fast yeah. environment yeah. and things come up left and right yeah. and they're like oh i need like a shirt for work yeah. i need a yeah. dress for this event a dress for that event yeah. and then they're still gonna go back to to the the normal websites that yeah. we know or to the shops no for sure for but sure. i think one thing that is very cool that has been happening for the past few years now mm-hmm. is um websites where you can rent these yes, type of dresses very, very interesting. Yeah. like rent the runway mm-hmm. in in america mm-hmm. then in uk you have it's called her ah, h-u-r-r yeah it's pretty cool and they have they have really nice dresses yeah. and dresses that i wouldn't buy because i'm like i'm exactly. gonna wear this once and it's wear. really yeah. expensive mm-hmm. and this i think is the so perfect yeah honestly um and it fulfills the need where some people want to wear, they don't want to wear the same thing over. Like, I've been wearing the same sweaters for, I don't know, like five years now, and I love them. And it yeah. still makes me happy every time. They're very good quality, and it fulfills me. But some people need the fulfillment of having change. And I understand that. I respect that. But then it's so much better to rent garments and have the change in that way than buying a lot of cheap things and replacing them because they're cheap and you don't really have that sense of value to them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I find that very interesting. I also, some of the garments, I mean, the garments that I made for the fashion show, I would totally be open to renting them. Some of them Do come, it. Yeah. I, I don't think, think it exists start. in Milan. Milan is a difficult market for secondhand and stuff. They don't really do that. It's very looked down on in the culture. And so it doesn't really exist. They have a lot of outlet stores, things like that. Mm-hmm. But even in my time in Marangoni, when I studied fashion design, one of the big things that they told us is that in Milan, secondhand doesn't work. There's no market for it. The consumer is not interested. Interesting. But, you know, the Italians love them. But, <laughs> yeah, they're different with that. In London, you find amazing vintage things. I used to love going to Camden and also Shoreditch and finding fun things. like. You know, my favorite thing to do in London is don't go there, but go to like the posh areas. Like go oh, to yeah. South Kent, go to Chelsea. Fair. And Take then, me. And then there. so long. <laughs> so shout out to all these stores because yeah. I, I love secondhand. So one store is called Sign of the Times. Mm-hmm best secondhand store this is where i got the pants from oh my god i love that and you know what i think maybe we went way back when i think way back when i also got a pair of pants in one of the yeah maybe by notting hill yeah i mean and then because this is the thing so this is like one store they have um in chelsea but then just go to oxfam yeah you know and i feel like people look down on it and also when they they see me dressed they're like you go there and i'm like you have to search yeah, yeah. and if you find something yeah. it's amazing because it's exactly. probably like 10 seasons 20 seasons back yeah. but it's still a good quality exactly the older the garments are i think the higher the quality i'm sure you will find less polyester content guaranteed 10 years ago 100 percent, much less poly- and i'm telling you it will last you way longer than what you get now yeah yeah but mm-hmm. that's a top tip Yep. If you're in London, you want to go... Get old things. Yeah. Old things are the best things. And appreciate them. Respect them. Get them fixed. Yeah. Take care of them. Octavia Foundation. That's another one. <laughs> nice. There you We're go. We're going to have to write all of these down. Go. Send yeah. them to me. It's Very good. exciting. Um, but yeah. So then I have a quote for you. Yes. And it's by Vivian Westwood. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. <laughs> yes. Um, but I just... Quickly, before I tell you the quote, I just want to tell our listeners that it was actually quite upsetting because I knew that we were going to be talking about fashion and sustainability. So I googled quotes on this and I found exactly four quotes. That's really sad. And that is it. Tragic. And I was like, (laughs) the fact that 
sustainability in fashion has become a huge topic. The fact that there is just very little famous designers Mm -hmm. commenting Mm -hmm. on this topic, Mm -hmm. I found very interesting. It's because the consumer doesn't care. A big part of it is that consumer doesn't care because also... But then you have greenwashing, which is just meant for the consumer to buy, right? Yeah, it it makes you feel less guilty. It's just that. Because we're all aware that we need to recycle, we need to watch things. Everything is scarce. You know, like we know this. This is not... This is something we've known for a long time. And so if you're consuming things very fast, again, ignorance is bliss. But if you have that small satisfaction of like, oh, I'm doing... Even though I bought another garment... I'm doing something good for an environment because it is sustainable cotton or it is vegan leather. It makes you feel a little bit better when it shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Tell the, me quote. the quote. Buy less, choose well, make it last. That's exactly. That's literally Sums my it up, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we should name the, the podcast episode exactly that. I'll do that. Please I like do, it. Please do. No, honestly, like that's literally it. For me, the only thing I would add is that I really like, I received so many garments from my grandparents, from my mom, pass it down, like value it to the extent that you would pass it to your children. Also make, when you buy things, make choices of garments that you would want to continue wearing for a long period of time. That's if you don't want to occasion wear, if you don't want to wear it again, rent it. Mm -hmm. If you invest in a piece that you want to wear, make it for a long time, just Choose well. Exactly what she said. It's a very smart (laughs) quote. I really like it. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. It's been fun. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on this really interesting topic. And I hope that our listeners learned a little bit more about fashion and the industry. Yes. Follow me on Instagram. I'm going to start posting educational stuff. (laughs) Yes. Go on. What's your Instagram name? Synopsis of XXTT. There you go. Difficult. You might have to tag it. I will. (laughs) Give it a follow and I'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.